Hi, and welcome to What the RA, a podcast about balancing your life, living happily, traveling, and gaining financial independence, all whilst having a chronic illness. On this podcast, I'm interested in helping others with chronic illnesses to feel better about their lives in spite of life's challenges. I know from personal experience that this can be very hard, especially with all the difficulties you face in dealing with chronic illnesses. So if you are a family member or a friend of somebody dealing with a chronic illness, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you stick along with us on this journey so that you can learn and also share your opinion on what it's like to care for somebody who deals with a chronic illness. So if you like what you're hearing, please do stick around because right now it's time for What the RA. Hello and welcome back to What the RA. This is Emmy and I am your host of the podcast. Today I'm going to be speaking about how I've been able to travel abroad and just manage my RA and endometriosis whilst living in Asia. So basically, I moved abroad to teach English. In 2015, I decided to leave my home country to start this ESL journey. At first, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was looking into different ways I could move abroad. Okay, during this time, I didn't have RA. I had endometriosis and that was a struggle I was dealing with for some time. And about a week before I left, I had a laparoscopic surgery and the wounds and everything was still fresh and when I got to China, which was the first country I moved to, they actually did a medical check and were pressing on it. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. But yeah, I was just sick of my home country. I wanted to leave and yeah, I wanted new experiences and thus the expat life was born. So when I moved abroad, I had to take some prescriptions with me because I had medication and I obviously just wanted to be prepared for when I was on that side in case they asked me any medical questions. I was also really concerned when I left that because endometriosis is a chronic condition, I wouldn't be able to teach abroad. But I knew that I just really needed a new experience and I just wasn't as happy with my life as I wanted it to be and I was looking for something new. At the time, I was doing a lot of work in the film industry, I was going to castings all the time, I studied performing arts and so that was the career I was following and I wasn't getting enough work and it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. I was also doing some other jobs on the side and I just decided I wanted something more stable which is also why I left. So. When I was abroad, the first thing I did was find doctors that could assist me that side and at the time it was mainly just a gynecologist that I needed to find and it wasn't too hard. My first year abroad was in Beijing so I think the excitement of everything was covering up my symptoms honestly i just was so excited about the new experience and being overseas that not much was getting me down but soon enough you know you get into the routine of things and i started seeing that teaching 
at certain places was becoming stressful, not so much the actual teaching, but the politics and the other prejudices that came with the industry. And then my symptoms started flaring up again. And during this time, I was looking for natural remedies. I was eating really clean and but I wasn't eating enough of the correct foods, but yeah, I was eating clean and just trying to heal that way. Eventually, after a few months, that helped and other symptoms started coming on. I started getting urticaria, um, which was actually because of deodorant. I tried the deodorant that side and I started getting these itchy urticaria hives under my arms from the deodorant and then that became a longer term problem where I started getting urticaria all over my body. Um, at first it was mild but about a year or so after teaching I decided to move to Vietnam to teach there instead. So as I said before I was teaching in Beijing but now I decided to go to Vietnam and in Vietnam the urticaria just went crazy. But I managed that by going to the hospital and getting steroid shots, um, which took the inflammation from the urticaria down a lot. After that, um, I started needing it like frequently, and the prescription medication that I was taking for it didn't help much. I had to go without deodorant for a little while. That wasn't fun, but then I also started finding natural deodorants and remedies and yeah I just kept taking the prescription medications for the flares that I was having daily and going to the hospital when it was just unbearable. That didn't exactly taint the experience completely. Vietnam was really nice, the people were great, the experience was wonderful. I did enjoy it a lot more than Beijing just because Beijing was more so... Mm, <laughs> how do I say this nicely? Um, there were a lot of office politics going on at the time and just the treatment of how teachers were being treated wasn't good. I didn't like what I was seeing and I didn't like how people were trying to treat me at the time so that was a whole nother story. I didn't have a lot of time to explore Beijing while I was there because I was teaching and so I think it's a little bit unfair to compare that to Vietnam because I went there for vacation, I went there for a break and yes I did eventually start teaching there as well but you know I had more of a vacation period in Vietnam so I think that's why I enjoyed it a lot more besides having the traumatic experiences with um, my health while I was there. Okay, so from there, I taught a little bit and I went to a different location and there my flares weren't as bad. It was bad, but it wasn't as frequent because I guess I had a little bit more control of the medications that I was taking. And from there, I didn't stay there long because I was getting flares daily, but the medication was helping somewhat. The very bad bits were just for parts of the day and then it was kind of more manageable so that was still too frequent for my liking 
I noticed that the climate in Vietnam is what contributed a lot to the flares that I was having, the urticaria that I was having. Um, my skin didn't like the warm temperatures, the humidity. And from there, I moved to Korea. And in Korea is when I got diagnosed with RA. Well, no, I didn't really get diagnosed. My symptoms started there and I flew back home and that is where I got diagnosed. But yeah, so I decided to take a new teaching job in Korea and that was a crazy experience. I enjoyed my time in Korea, but I don't want to speak negatively about the ESL industry because it really gave me these amazing traveling experiences and opportunities to meet people. I just wanted something different, so it gave me that, and I'm so grateful for those experiences, but the kids were great as well that I was teaching, and the people, even the adults that I was teaching and getting to know abroad, those experiences were really great, but the industry itself, there are a lot of negative experiences that come along with teaching. That's just where I'll leave it, but yeah, you can go on YouTube and you can probably find what I'm speaking about. <laughs> and less secretly as well. I had those experiences, so it wasn't best, but it was amazing opportunities for traveling. And so I got to go to different places when I was overseas and it was great. In saying that, when I would meet people, when I would go out, I started noticing that my joints weren't so good. I couldn't walk as far, I was having pain in my toe, which was weird. I thought I knocked it against something and that spread to more than one toe and then that spread to my foot and my ankle. And I first went to see a orthopedic doctor. They said, mm, I don't think we can help you. You need to see an internist. And so that's what I did. I left Korea, flew home, saw them, and then I actually didn't go back to Korea, I went back to China. I then moved to Shenzhen and I met amazing people and I was able to find a doctor there because they have really good healthcare that side. So my experience in China this time around was actually pretty good. Yeah, so it was really fun and I just really loved being abroad. <laughs> that is why I am now working remotely and I have been doing that for a few years now. Okay, so let me get a little bit more into my health management. So the first time when I was abroad, um, when I was in Beijing, I was on a contraceptive to manage my endometriosis. At that time, I'd already had four surgeries. I think that's right, four surgeries. And so I was taking a contraceptive to manage that. I had a lot of good days, a lot of bad days, but my bad days came when I ate mainly glutinous foods, sometimes dairy. I don't really eat a lot of dairy and it's really impossible to find it in China because it's so expensive there. And so I had to learn to cut that out, sadly. Still have it from time to time, but maybe like once a month, once every two months, because um, that was my favorite food. But I tried to make everything gluten-free, dairy-free now. I noticed that I had to change the way I was eating in terms of eating clean because before I had just cut everything out, my skin got really yellow and pale and yeah, I was weak. So that really affected how I was feeling day to day. I didn't know what to eat. And at some point I even just said, okay, 
F it, I can't eat anything. I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. If everything's making me feel bad, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. So that wasn't good at all. I'm sure you know how that went because, I mean, if you just give up on yourself, yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, especially when you do it for a while, if you just say F it to the lifestyle, the healthy lifestyle you think you've created and just go and eat whatever you want. Yeah, things don't turn out so good, but so basically I was doing that and then I learned eventually how to start eating clean but in a healthier way so not just cutting everything out but learning which food groups to include and the importance of fiber for myself um so yeah that's what I was doing in terms of managing my endo I also ended up getting surgery in Korea for endometriosis and that was just <sighs> that turned out very badly um something went wrong in surgery and i now have a medical condition because of that so yeah i am <laughs> probably not gonna get into it in this episode but things went wrong and as a result of things going wrong i actually haven't been experiencing a lot of endo like symptoms so it's kind of strange like i don't know how to feel about that because on one hand my endometriosis has kind of improved um the symptoms at least have improved but i now have a new medical condition which obviously is not what i wanted yeah i just i'm a little bit upset with that doctor because of how he conducted himself but let's just move on from that so i managed my ra symptoms when i was abroad by taking my prescriptions with me firstly and then explaining everything i met up with different doctors and consultations and every time i went to a new country i would bring those prescriptions with me and i would speak to the doctor about my history and that was basically enough to be treated overseas and especially when i returned to china I already had contacts in China. I still kept some contacts, so I was able to communicate with doctors. And actually, after every appointment, I make sure that I get my medical history. And then from there, I make e-copies of everything as well as printed copies of everything. And I create a little folder, medical folder. So whenever I go to a new country and they want to see my medical history, I can show them that. And then I get my medications a lot quicker that way we get appointments a lot quicker that way and it actually hasn't been too difficult to be honest i actually travel with a lot of medication on me so i like to go with at least three months worth of medication if i know i'm moving overseas and i won't be able to speak to a doctor immediately then i will take about three months worth of medication with me and schedule an appointment as soon as i get to the country just so that i can explain everything i can let them know how much medication i have on me and i can get a top up for the next month also sticking to a clean eating plan helps in that regard and going to countries where the weather condition is helpful for the physical condition or chronic condition that you have if you have arthritis going to a country where it's always snowing and cold is not going to help you but you know if you're going for a little period of time then you're good to go i work online as a freelance instructional designer right now which is someone who creates 
educational content. In case I never mentioned it, that is how I am now able to work remotely and travel abroad. It takes forever to find remote work and full-time remote work. I am now trying to transition into full-time remote work just so that I have more job security. When you have chronic illnesses, you lean on having support a lot. So you may want to think twice about moving abroad if you do require a lot of physical support. Emotional and mental support is equally as important. You need to be able to have someone you can confide in and speak to when you are not doing okay. Things are hard enough without having a chronic condition. So truly figure out why you want to travel. Do you feel like you're running away from something or do you just feel like you need a change or is it not that serious? You just want to travel. But if you do, just know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You're going to come across a lot of difficulty when you are traveling. But I wouldn't advise you country hopping like month to month. At least try and stay somewhere for three months if you are going to be doing that. Just so that you can have medications. And always ensure that you are doing tests, your blood work when you go to these countries because you will need it for the following country and you'll need to check on your levels regardless of where you are because obviously that's important if you are dealing with health issues. You may want to find a community in these places that you are going to. But yeah, in all of my travels, I've always just been able to manage my health, having prescriptions and just researching the places I am going to before I get there. My experience is definitely not sunshine and roses, but it is unique and it is mine. That is it for now. I think next week I will speak about some positive experiences abroad in these different places, things to look forward to, things that you should definitely try, and maybe I'll do a little bit of what you should avoid as well. If that is something you want to know about, then stay tuned as always. Thank you for listening to today's episode and leave me some messages. Tell me what you think I should speak about next. Goodbye for now. And this was What the RA. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I look forward to hearing from you in the comment section of the social media pages that are linked in the show notes and the YouTube page. But thank you once again. I hope to see you next time and this was What the RA.